Cool. What's up, fellas? I'm back. Again, the audio will improve, so bear with me. They're saying about the quality. I ain't really doing this for money or views. I would appreciate if brothers cl- click the link, click the link, and just give this a listen. What this is about is the information. But I'll skip over me, cause again, I'm not make. I don't make these for me. I just want to get this information out. This episode is going to be titled, For Men It's 1950, For Women It's 2018 and Yasby. What do I mean by that? I think when we talk about how society looks at things, how ideologies and nature is enforced, it is being enforced on four fronts. Five fronts, actually. Front number one. It's going to be your instinct. You have a natural instinct as a man to take blue pill actions, if you will. Lay down on that shield. Die on that hill. Etc., etc. So yourself. That's the first one. The second one is women. Obviously as men, heterosexual men, you have a sex drive. The sex drive is obviously more powerful than your love drive. I don't even think there is a love drive, so I'm just talking out of my ass. But they have influence over men, whether we want to admit it or not. So you got yourself and you got women that re-instill 1950 standards on men. And another front, the most powerful, in my opinion, is the state. A state has a gun to your head. Whether you like it or not, if you think about the essence of law, what is a law? A law is a rule that a very powerful entity enforces down the barrel of a gun. Now, don't get me wrong. There are laws in place that protect life and property. That shit cool. But the family court, the social systems that we have in place... I don't know who the fuck they're protecting there outside of white women. Ultimately, they're the the ultimate benefactors. That's neither here nor there. I don't want to argue politics. But, you know, number three, the state. Number one, yourself. Number two, women. Number three, the state. Number four is egregious. I don't like these dudes. Nobody likes these dudes. But only red pill men can recognize who they are. Women look at these dudes as kind of like tools in a toolbox, you know, weapons. And who I'm talking about are the simps. And a lot of you all had simp fathers. I hate to say it like that. Your, your, your daddy might have got a lot of pussy or whatever. He might have been Dirty Dick Rodney. But at the end of the day, he was Dirty Dick Rodney. Now, the fifth is a modern, ta- a modern concept. The fifth, the fifth element that reinstalls, reinstills how society applies a social contract, if you will, for relationships and interactions on both genders is social media. Now, I stated before, you know, you got number one, yourself, number two, women, number three, simps, I'm sorry, number three, the state, number four, simps, and number five, social media. Social media is new. Its influence is insane. 
And that's why I don't envy a lot of these kids that are teens now. Because bullying is something that's just a part of human nature. But what the X factor is now with kids and why I don't envy them is because the bullies are able to reach you in your home. When I went home before social media, when I was a kid, I would go home and play Sega Genesis. I'm dating myself there, so kiss my ass with you, you young kids, all right? But I didn't have to deal with this shit. The, the, the extent of how I communicated with females or people was AOL Instant Messenger and text messaging. That was social media for me as a teenager. But, man, I'm going to get into, on the next chapter, what are the 1950s standards that I'm talking about? Am I talking out my ass? To a blue pillar, yeah. To the average person's ear, any talk like this is far-fetched, sounds like it comes from a place of pain, they'll dismiss it, particularly black women will dismiss it, and if you're not calling them God, they dismiss everything, but that's neither here nor there, but what is it 1950s for men, and 2018 for women, coming right up. Now, let's get into how on earth could you say it's 1950? Now, I'm talking about relationship dynamics. I'm not talking about Jim Crow and all the racial shit that was going on back then. I'm not talking about, you know, polio and all the diseases. I'm not, I am literally just put, reaching back and pulling those relationship dynamics to today's world. Now, granted, I have no other reference besides grandparents, old people, you know, I obviously in my 30s, I didn't experience that in real time. My reference is old people from then that lived through those days and movies. But the anecdote stands true to this day. If you look at pre-1964 welfare state, marriage was ridiculous. The marriage rate was insane, even in the black community. The black community had a stronger family than the fucking white community in that day and age as oppressed as black people are now, how in the fuck did 30 years after slavery they build Black Wall Street and all these economies? So granted, they got destroyed by racists and that's, that is inexcusable, unforgivable for the people of that time. To hold today's white people responsible for that, I'm not, I don't know. That's y'all, I don't really care. I, I, I tell black people every day, I'm like, stop worrying about white people and live your life. I don't know. That's apparently a controversial statement, but let's get in this relationship shit. All right. In the 1950s, it was in the social and moral and community obligation for a man to provide for a woman and his children. She wanted a particular house, a lifestyle, New appliances for the house that she stayed in. The children needed bikes, whatever else, whatever material goods, right? That was the man's job to do to get all that shit. And I know the second wave feminism came in and kind of instant and gave women divorce rights. I think women should have divorce rights. When I say there's problems with the first and second wave of feminism, I'm not saying that they were bad movements. A lot of women, traditionally, the uh, the Nawalts, 
they'll they'll bet, they'll fight me on this. Oh no, we're here to attack only third wave feminism. I'm like, well, the Duluth model and eugenics and abortion and people who said they wanted to get rid of it. No, the Duluth model was third wave. 1982, the third wave started in the 90s on Wikipedia. It's third wave because the institute. No, stop. Okay, don't argue with women. That's going to be another episode on its own. But back to the relationship. I'm sorry. I go. I get all over the place sometimes. A man, like I said, had about four elements outside of social media as I covered in in the intro segment. Those four elements, himself, women, other men, which are today called simps, and the state. They expected a man to provide for his family. Now, I don't know if they were arresting men for basically failing to do that. But at the end of the day, women didn't have as much rights in the workforce They were in the workforce from what I knew. But post-World War II, it was still a very patriarchal, uh, what modern feminist patriarchal definition, society. Now, that isn't a bad thing if you have 1950 standards for women. But we got 2018 standards Yes, be it. And we're going to let her live her life because she's independent and strong, right? Alright fellas, you know I I gotta let the beat ride out. I do like how this starts off. I don't know what it is about real quick, just side note, as a tangent, this is a tangent show, I'm shooting from the hip. But the beats, talking over beats, it's the shit. There's something deep about it, and that's just me. And I'm not an educated lame. I'm not claiming to be one of them dudes. I'm literally just speaking to the observations that I've had around to, of the society and the world that I live in. I think we all got inputs we have to that. Maybe some people aren't expressing themselves how they want to. And maybe this, is, for me, is a form of expression. <sighs> Skipping ahead, though. Now, obviously, I don't know what every individual household was like in the 1950s. But if we look at 1950s women, I don't think the obesity rate was high as it was. I don't think that, you know what I'm saying? Now, like I said, I can't reference how happy those homes, homes were. But let's assume the average... The average home was above, you know, was happy, right? Let's say it was a decent marriage. A lot of those marriages stuck together, so they had to have at least been either happy or content. And that's the problem. We don't have a content society anymore. But back on that, the uh, golden days, a woman had her duties. And like how a man in 1950 was honor and duty bound to provide and protect, a woman... Her job was to nurture. She was supposed to take care of the kids. Clean the house. Have a fresh, have, you know, dinner on the table, ready to go. I'm not, that I don't think, women can't cook today, so I'm never going to ask for that shit. But, you know what I'm saying? That, that's the, the, the picturesque, I love Lucy, you know, dynamic. Where the man works, 
He's making enough money to provide for a household. She has two kids that got a, the white picket fence, blah, blah, blah. Now, even the black family had this back then. Not, it wasn't perfect, and it wasn't at the level where what was fair, but they had it. They had something better than what they have now, just single motherhood at 80, 77%. We fast forward to 2018. Feminism has completely liberated women of all the duties. Men aren't asking for much. But these 2018 females, you know what they're bringing? You know what they're providing? Nothing. Pussy as a weapon. Because make no mistake, a lot of quote-unquote the, the, those pinnacle red pill guys who are essentially just spillover from the PUA community and uh, dating coach community, and the, the pseudo-alphas. Because they're, they're, it's kind of like a, a chick who claims that she's got the greatest pussy ever. Like, my pussy is so good. But I'm like, you've never experienced sex as a man. And not to point the gun at men, but all the dudes who've labeled themselves alpha. I'm sorry. Like a woman who doesn't know what sex as a man feels like, you cannot label yourself alpha because you've taken a couple of alpha actions. I mean, I've been in a couple of war zones that's some alpha shit, but I'm not out here talking about how alpha I am. Neither here nor there. In 2018, a chicken, chick's out here. The, the, this typical relationship, not even just like, even if you have a halfway decent woman, she's gaslighting you in some way or another. She will, without prejudice, execute her hypergamy as to the to without to the same extent that a robot would execute its duties, and you don't even have to. You could be the peak male of what she can get, right? All somebody has to do is, like I said, with dating coaches, there's a lot of guys who just hack hypergamy. And what I mean by hacking hypergamy is they're tricking a woman into perceiving them as higher value than the man she has. Once that shit that switch gets hit, you're done. The relationship is done. Hypergamy is out of control. The way she gaslights men, leads them on. The way they're openly talking about how they're gold diggers. That is absolutely insane. I had to switch the beat up real quick. I know hypergamy and gaslighting a lot of you know what men and women are so alike in a lot of ways we're using a lot of buzzwords I think the words we use are like hocus pocus women what I mean by gaslighting is using it's essentially like using a word as hocus pocus a woman will say she loves you but when the gaslighting comes in is through her actions her habits where her heart and her mind and her soul are at they are not with you. She's not in love with you. She's in love with the actions you are doing for her, the service you are providing. The utility of that 1950s man is still in play. But the minute you stop being useful to her, oh, it's, it's time. To, I'm out now. She's out. Divorce time. Oh, oh, by the way, you aren't going to see your kids. And number two, 
I'm going to make the child support and the alimony payment so high that you're going to be fucking miserable because you're going to be struggling just to eat, eat hot ramen at night. There was a meme I saw of a homeless man with a shopping cart. And the meme was captioned basically, oh, you got a shopping cart now? Time to up the child support payments. It's the, the, the scorned baby mama hunting the dude down. I seen a video even of a dyke chasing a dude down for a dude was literally buying groceries. And the mother, the baby mom was mad that this nigga was feeding himself. Which is neither here nor there. But what I'm talking about is 2018 females are playing all these games, bouncing all this hypergamy. They're running around with body counts. Now, I'm not saying every woman, not all, but a lot of these chicks have body counts over 100. That's shocking. Hopefully, you know, non, if you're blue pill, you don't understand. And what I mean by blue pill is if you think traditional society still exists, everything that you've heard from CNN and how... Women aren't as evil and manipulative as men. When I say that they are, the genders are very alike when it comes to how they treat each other. When we're treating each other like shit. Which is neither here nor there. But I'm saying it's an even scale. And feminism in the news and your upbringing has taught you op- opposite, uh, opposite of that, Mr. Blue Pill, if you're listening. Neither here nor there. Let me get back on my topic. All that. The state encourages that. Society encourages that. Simps encourage that. Tradcucks encourage that. Tradcucks are the uh, conservatives, traditional conservatives, who say marriage and family is bullshit in 2018. But men should still do it because you owe society progeny. And I think they're speaking mainly to uh, white people because the white community has a horrible birth rate right now. So they're basically like, my white babies, M-U-H, white babies, whatever. Okay, tangent over. The point is that what the fuck is going on? Like, okay, the state has a gun to my head. It's 1950. And I am unable to even take the same option of opting out like you with your hypergamy. Because I have a gun to my head. I'm going to get my brain splattered all over the fucking street if I try to do any of the shit that women do. Like if men operated like that, let's say, for example, if men were to upgrade on women the way they upgrade on men. Like if she gains a little bit of weight, she turns 35, her eggs are dried up. She can't have children anymore. Not saying that men want chicks to just be barefoot and pregnant. But let's say, for example, you start losing your value dating value as a woman or attractiveness value as you age we we age too but you're utilizing us as men for utility utility not fertility excuse me and when that ends we still stick around and provide until you get old we deal with your once a month sex drive when we know that we have a biological drive that's nine times what yours is It's biologically proven, peer-reviewed, psychology today, in our minds and in our biology and in our endocrine system, we want sex times nine, what you want. The only reason a woman woman may have an elevated sex drive when she's cheating or with a a quote-unquote chad, as they like to say, is because her amygdala has shut off the rest of her brain. So her instinct to only want sex during ovulation kind of goes away. 
when that chat is around, when that dude that hits all the wickets for her, and what women love more, more than sex, more than money, they love status, when Chad is status. And she knows Chad is like a, 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 a hard to catch, it's like a wolf. You can't tame a wolf. But when, when a woman encounters a wolf, i.e. a Chad or a quote unquote real alpha, she's got to give up box daily. She's got to keep that dick moisturized because the minute it's dry, the minute she turns him down one time, the minute he gets upset with her once, he has options. He's going to run out on her. And a lot of times these are married women running around with these chads. And what's upsetting about it is the husband will be busting his ass, working 12-hour shifts. Military guys especially, they get preyed on by these types of chicks who let themselves go and get really fat. But the ones who stay in shape, they are running around fucking the chads on the side while husband's on deployment, right? She will fuck the shit out of Chad. I mean, ride it raw, take raw nut. You know what I'm saying? She's letting him cream pie the fuck out of her. She's my language. This is the nasty part of the episode. She's taking it hard. She's sucking dick. She's taking it anal. And I have to use these words to describe what is going on here. With her husband, he gets the reluctant 10-minute pounding of her vag, which he has to be quiet because of the kids. It's very routine sex. Nothing special about it. She may even want him to eat her out because he's got to please her. He's got to provide for her. She's not sucking his dick. Fuck him. And that's the problem with this 2018 bullshit. Now, I went really long talking about 2018 females, but as I said in the beginning, the most egregious offender of all these groups, these five groups enforcing this standard, is the state. Now, I'll do a disclaimer. I'm not saying that men shouldn't pay child support. I'm not saying men shouldn't help an ex out if you if you are married in a long-term relationship and you become ex. A man should be responsible to help her out, a, 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 a la alimony. But I say five years. You should help her out for five years. If she isn't back on her feet by then, she's fucking irresponsible. It's ridiculous that we have people sitting on welfare for life or alimony for life. None of this shit should be for life. Unless we're talking about Medicare and all that other shit. Which is, oh, spoiler alert, supposed to dry up in the 2020s. But that's neither here nor there. I went long on this, and I wanted to paint that picture of 2018 females. Now, obviously, it's not all. But a lot of y'all are gaslighting. I'm talking about females on the looks department that are average and above. That's what's sad. Just to deal with an average chick, a five... She's, not, she's nothing special, but she's a decent person. And a lot of men are like, okay, I'm not, I'm not Chad. I don't have a six-pack, so I'm going to deal with a chick who's commensurate with me, a five. Fives mess with fives. Sometimes people date up and down, but most of the time dating is linear. So if this person is equal to you, why do they treat you like shit? Because 2018 females are saying, yes, bitch. And the state has a gun to your head saying it's 1950. Now, now that I put those two points out there, I want to cover why it's a bad deal. And this is why, where I 
throw my hat into the fight to defend MGTOW because the Red Pill community is going through a civil war right now. It's the PUAs and the dating coaches and these these guys who are out, oh, I'm just, I'm 21, I'm going to slay. All right, you slay, you pumping up, that's your life. But they're trying to pretty much excommunicate MGTOW from the Red Pill community. They feel that these guys aren't men. You aren't committing or, commu- or commi- competing, excuse me. Post-divorce, men aren't going to compete with you 21-year-old childless men. So can we stop? Okay, we'll stop the fight. Please have some peace. I get that there are dudes that, oh, they aren't getting any, and it's their fault, and they're not competing, and they don't have game, and blah, 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 and they need to hit the gym. All right, all shame tactics aside, they're, they're not living your life, their best life. All right, cool. We got that established, right? You don't need to remove them from the red pill community. Because if that's the case, then fuck the red pill community. Because they all believe the same shit. You all know that laws in this 1950s, 2018 dynamic is bullshit. So the infighting is ridiculous. But I use the title MGTOW in there, even though I'm not a MGTOW, to, to, to explain why men would i just saying, fuck it. Dude, I, I'm a fucking married man. That's the thing. And as a married man, I tell single guys, like, dude, don't fucking do it. I tell you over and over and over again, but I think it, co- it boils down to MGTOW for a lot of guys, the ones that aren't virgins, I'm talking about ex-husbands, MGTOW is a reluctance thing. People are doing this out of reluctance. People are doing this because they are burned out. I know a YouTuber who's 400 grand in debt because of the two divorces, because he did it twice like a fucking idiot. And the uh, the, the weightlifting, pump and dump, penis pill, penis pump sector of the red pill, they think, oh, I'm just gonna be alpha. I'm gonna alpha my way out of this. It's not gonna get me. For now, you're winning now. But the Patriots had the best season in the fucking NFL and they didn't win the Super Bowl. You can win now, but are you going to win the championship? America did really well in the Vietnam War, but they they didn't they won a lot of battles. They didn't win the motherfucking war. And what you guys on that sector of the red pill are missing out on is this ain't about whether or not you can get pussy. This is about the dynamic, the dynamic I just built. This is about you having the 1950 standards. I know burden performance. Look at me, my chest is out. I'm alpha and red pill. No. This is about. At the end of the day, a man cannot provide for a woman and have her provide the things that she should be providing for him. These 2018 bitches can't cook. They don't do laundry. They give you reluctant sex. They cheat on you, and then they gaslight you just to stay in the relationship. And then once that shit falls apart, alimony child support. That's why dudes are going MGTOW. All right. 
I'm not going to be the dead horse. I'm going to cover a story that happened to somebody I don't know personally. There's a Facebook friend. Again, society has devolved human relationships in a way from social media. Now, I think it's great that I can communicate with people from anywhere in the world and be digital friends with them, but I don't know what, I don't, I don't know. As an older person on the, the end spectrum of the millennial generation, I'm technically within that generation, but I didn't get social media until I was 23 or 24, so neither here nor there, I am a part of the generation, but at the end of the day, what happened with this young man, he's a very young man, is a young black man, okay? I know you alt-right dudes don't like interracial dating. I know you black females. A lot of you black dudes don't like interracial dating. But this is neither here nor there. My man going through it with sisters. Now, I'm not bad. This ain't bashing black women. He been through the ringer. He out here dealing with single moms. I think the brother lived in Detroit. So, as young men, particularly young black men, we don't have no males in our community. We don't know how to deal with these emotions and these problems as men. We just explode because we're we're brought up by females. And their emotion-based morality, which females have, look it up, is not a proper dynamic for a male a male's being. A man has to be solution-oriented, solution-based, you know, um, justice-based. Uh, and he also has to have that fine line of be able to express himself. Now, maybe he can't emote in the way that women emote everything, but a man should be able to get that shit out there because he might be looking for solutions. And at the end of the day, back on the topic, this young man was venting, and he essentially, what could have been interpreted as a joke, was like, well, fuck this. I'm going to go deal with white women. All right, cool, fair, whatever. People date whoever they want. People date each other all the time. That's why you got all these mixed people. There's so many mixed people in the world. I think the entire Philippines is mixed. They're Asians and uh, European uh, as far as ancestral DNA. Ancestral DNA, right? There's a lot of ancestral DNA that's mixed. But I don't want to get into that. The Italians actually have some black in their ancestral DNA. That's neither here nor there. But what happened with this young man, I've actually seen and dealt with before. This this brother was getting DMs from dudes, black men, threatening to end his life. Black men are out here talking about killing and taking the life of complete strangers or friends because they might date somebody. I'm not talking about going and marrying or starting a family or abandoning your kids because this young man doesn't have kids. He's talking about going on a fucking dinner date, which is essentially dating. That's what dating starts off as. You go get coffee, you go get a fucking lunch or whatever, right? This nigga can't even get a sandwich with somebody that's not his race. Because the black race is operating exactly like the alt-right. I see black people share alt-right shit, but oh my god, I'm so offended. I'm so triggered. 
And I don't, I no longer, I don't like the alt-right. Let me state that clearly. I don't like them because they're white nationalists and they're against me because I'm a black person. But I'm not going to sit here and ignore the fact that the most people that have my skin tone think exactly like them. 90, I'm, I'm probably not far off when I say this. 90% of black people in America want the exact same thing that the alt-right wants, but they want it for themselves. They are the alt-right in blackface. You want a collectivist, separate socialist society that's for you and your people. That's what the alt-right wants. You want to enforce down the barrel of a gun dating preferences against miscegenation. Miscegenation is the mixing of races. You want to do that down the barrel of a gun. That's what the alt-right wants. You want everything free for you and your people. Free housing, free healthcare, free rides to school, free education, free food, free everything. Essentially, that's what the alt-right wants for white people. You want a society that not only encourages, but enforces a high birth rate. The Nazis tried to do that with eugenics, reverse eugenics, if you will. The alt-right wants that with the more white babies talking points. And you pro-blacks want that. No, I, I, I think because of all the fucking killings and the violence within our community, there does need to be a birth rate within the black community that sustains itself because you, you don't want to out-murder the fucking birth rate. We shouldn't have a community where we kill more black people than are born. Which I don't think is true, but it could happen one day if we continue to divide black men and black women at this rate. I don't like this shit. I, I may like interracial relationships because they seem, for me personally, my life, not yours, have been more stable, but that's because I'm not a thug, I don't have any hood in me, I have no swag, and I'm able to go into other communities and be valued as a man. That's what it is. They value me. When black women see me, and they get mad because I've had this conversation a thousand times, they aren't mad that, oh, he could be with some black queen happy. They don't, they're not talking about my happiness. They're talking about my utility. Because I've made something more of myself than the minimum wage pookies that they live in their house and rape and molest their daughters, they're seeing my utility being utilized by another race of women. Which at the end of the day is some bullshit too because the, the utility, women are going to use men for their utility regardless of their race. But that's neither here nor there. But that's all these black women who are pro-black are staring at is utility. You're not saying you want something good. For, you're not worried about my happiness. And that's all I want to talk about is that fucking subject, man. All right, brothers. You know I do like to love my I love my little closing segment. I'm gonna try to get deep, but again, I'm not an educated lame. But if you will, hear me out. I'm gonna keep this to like two minutes. Just let me get your full attention for two minutes. I'm gonna talk about cost or the price. 
And what do I mean by that? Are men willing to pay the cost anymore? As the episode is titled, for you it's still 1950. So you paying your utility, decades of labor, your soul, your mind, your body. And what are you getting in return? What are you paying for? Now, some of them dudes out there with a go get a sex doll or hire a prostitute once a week for the rest of your life because it's cheaper than marriage. You know what the fucked up thing is? That's financially true. But a lot of dudes want relationships and fresh and blood women and that validation. And I don't blame either side. But is that price worth it to you? Figure out what that is. And then, particularly you black men, you got to deal with uh, apparently death threats now. If you deal with a Latino or an Asian or a white or whatever the fuck, there's more than three or four races on this planet. I mean, you got Kiwis. Just in Asia, you got five or six different races. You got the Kiwis, you got the Filipinos, where they're essentially they're their own race. The Samoans are their own race. You know what I'm saying? I don't. This planet is diverse. There's even... Uh, a lot of Africans, some Africans are actually Indian, some Africans are Arab, some Africans are black. Just, just too much of a dynamic on this planet. And I'm not saying, I, this is not to endorse interracial dating. Alright, one more minute brothers, just stay with me, stay with me. What cost are you willing to pay? Because it's these people running around saying, you will only deal with black women. That was hard for, for that's hard for a lot of brothers. I got, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm dusty in black women's eyes. They've called, they'll call me ugly and all types of shit. They'll tell me like, you're the type of nigga that I won't deal with. But yet, even I, my lame ass, has been, had to avoid sperm jacking. They'll sperm jack anybody. And that's not all black women, but I'm just saying. You gotta, I don't know, brother. Like I said, I'm going to keep this this closing segment short. But what are you willing to pay? Everything has a price. Not everybody buys prostitutes. And I'm not saying all women are like that or prostitutes. But everything has a price. Thing is, are you willing to pay it? I'm out.